I'm recording. I'm going to put Start you on recording. speaker right now. All right, you're on speaker. Hey, 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 hey. This is the day, the day we do our countdown. Guys, it's New Year's. You know what that means. Henry Hops, New Year's special. 30 minutes. Here we go. The intro song, we're singing along, drinking beer, and talking about politics. Uh, Henry and Hops, politics and beer, adventures and thoughts for your ear holes to hear. So let's have a brew, maybe just three or two, perchance discover new shit that we never knew. So come along. That's the end of our song. Yeah. Oh, that actually is the end of... That's it. We just talk culture and shit. Start the countdown. You're good, you're right. speaker. And are you ready to go? I'm ready. Sir. Hunter. Hey. Okay, for this 30-minute special, we have no beers. I'm drinking coffee. I don't know if you're drinking water or anything. Oh, I'm drinking a beer. Um, oh, okay, what's your beer are you drinking? Torpedo. What kind of review, really? Just, Torpedo okay, ex- Extra IPA. Let's move on. Yep. It's okay. actually so one top real, real quick. Real quick. It was, um, <laughs> unfortunately, it was bottled in uh, August. I was like, this tastes a little old. I looked at it. Bottled in August. Not cool. All right, moving on. Yeah, but that might be the store's fault. Let's go. All right, top five. Let's start with top five beers. Can you remember any good beers from this year that you had in particular that were like changed your life about beers? Any beers? There's this one beer that's like keeps coming back to me, and it's uh, Alpine, Alpine Brewing out of uh, like San Diego area. It was their. I think it was called Alpine Nelson. It was called their. It was just like a beautiful Nelson IPA. It was incredible and amazing. I mean, Hetty Topper. Pliny, blah, blah, blah. You know, I had some younger this year. We had an episode. Um, I think we deleted it. Um, some other shit. I don't know. A lot of good beer. Fresh off. Oh, oh, dude. Um, um, Enjoy Buy has been coming out a lot more. And then my very favorite, um, Born Yesterday, Lagunitas. Killed, killed it this year again. Second year in a row. All right. All right. For me, this was like the year of the ghosts. Uh, obviously, I've been talking a lot about sours, but ghosts came up this year hard and strong and are starting to become like the American summer lager. I'm really liking that. Six Point obviously me too. has one me too. now. And Anderson Valley has that uh, really awesome one. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, get some ghosts in your life and uh, maybe. We had one at the wedding. Sour. Yeah, of course. No, it was really good. That's what I mean. Like, that's that's kind of dominating my year. I would say all top five, my top five are like ghosts and maybe one IPA. So. Go just try some ghosts. Any of the ones we've listed this year would be good. All right. Great. Top five uh, music. Uh, I, I um, don't know how your top five is, but for me, the number one is still Kendrick Lamar's album. We did a whole episode on it that was deleted, but it really meant a lot then, and I think it means even more now. Oh, yeah. Just to um, keep it out there. I will, yeah, this is a great album. I mean, no, no argument there. I will say that um, two... Albums that I just discovered in the last maybe month or so that have been blowing my fucking mind. Um, one is the debut feature, feature length by this quote-unquote group called Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment. But it's basically this guy, okay. Donnie Trumpet, and that's like you know his stage name and all these dudes that they grew up with in Chicago, including Chance the Rapper. So the Social Experiment is like this whole like multi- Oh, yeah, trans- yeah. Chance has been re- touring with them lately. Social It's incredible. The album's called Surf, and it's one of the best hip-hop albums of the year. Totally different than Kendrick, obviously, but, like, super. And, dude, the guests, the people that they have on it, they have J. Cole, Big Sean. They got fucking Busta Rhymes comes in for a song. It's amazing. Right. What's the and other one? Also, the other one is um, 
by this artist who's like kind of like a, he's definitely a rapper, but he's also kind of like R and B singer at the same time. It's incredible. Uh, Gold Link is the artist's name. The album was called I think something like After the, and After That We Didn't Talk, and it's like his third album Sweet. or second album. It's fucking incredible in the same way that it's like really creative hip hop. A lot of instrumentalists kind of all over the place in terms of the sound. Some are just like straight awesome rap songs. Some are just like straight R and B, like the best of fucking the weekend status. You know, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I also want to just shout out to a few things. Uh, I I really liked Sufjan's album, which got complete snubbed at the Grammys for any sort of nomination. Not a big surprise, but like still oh, great, great album from him, yeah. and and deserves a lot of. A lot of credit. Probably his best since Chicago. Uh, Illinois. Moving on. Uh, feel feel yeah, Illinois. Yeah, I know. They knew what I was talking about. Yeah. These people okay. know what I'm talking about. Uh, moving on. Uh, I also really... A uh, lot of shout-outs to Hamilton Musical. I think oh. you just started listening to it on her. You know, but, like, that was a whole huge fucking album thing for, so many times. I'm Aaron Burr, for, sir. Can I give you some advice? <laughs> Talk less... It's, it's pretty Listen amazing. More. A, Don't let them special, see what you're against or what you're for. That's from my wife, Sarah Strelly, yeah. who, against my best efforts, I somehow know the fucking lyrics to most of that thing now. Thanks a lot, Sarah. Yeah, it's great, though. Right. It's great. Uh, that uh, It is really uh, good, actually, though. Dear Hunter's did... new album I thought was really great. Uh, Game's new album was good. Dr. Dre's new album, I've talked about that. There's a lot coming out of Compton right now. All those things are, like, pretty big, though, so people know about it. Uh, mm. We don't did need you to know that, um, hype. Did you know that Ted, uh, Ted Cruz was in the same, um, like, political society at Harvard Law as... Um, as uh, Alexander Hamilton and also um, Aaron Burr. No, I didn't know that. Does that mean yeah. he's going to be in a duel with Donald uh, Trump soon? Let's get to that uh, later. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, movies. What are some of the best movies you saw this year, Hunter? It could have been James Madison, actually. I can't remember now. All right, sorry. No, it's all right. Uh-huh. Also, also if, if, we're, if we're jumping back real quickly, uh, shout out to Manchester Orchestra. They didn't put out an album this year, but I was really into their album from last year, and I just discovered it because of Spotify. If there's anything I can say made a difference in my year in terms of music, it's Spotify. Uh, oh, yeah. Streaming music is like the future of music, no matter how you look at it, and uh, there's going to be some way where, where the artists get correctly compensated and we can pay for it. All yeah, right, as long all. as you, yeah, as long as we can address that later on. Um, but for now, yeah, but don't just, you have Spotify uh, too? Oh, of course. But for now, what I do is I just, um, <laughs> I stream my friend's music all day long and on mute. Yeah, okay, great. You know, cool. You know, all right, get, so get them paid. A little movies. bit. Um, that one's for you, Bobby Nichols. Thank you. Um, movies, man. Oh God, I don't know. I, you know what I watched like part of last night? Fucking what? <laughs> the pur- the Purge Anarchy. <laughs> it was oh, not man. very good. I still haven't seen yeah. that one. I saw I saw the first one and it was like all right. So I don't I know what I, 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 I watched everything else in Netflix and Amazon and somehow I was like, all right, let's see. I don't know. Have you watched this? Have of- you? I, I just watched an interesting movie last night. Not that it was one of the best of the year, but it's a, with Jeffrey Rush. It's called Best Offer. It was interesting. Best it's offer? by the guy who did Cinema, Par- yeah, Cinema Paradiso. It's all about this like art collector who's obsessed with uh, portraits. And anyway, I don't have time to talk about this right now. I got other movies. Right. Mad Max. Sounds, did you see sounds it? Sounds good. Yeah, I only saw like the half half of it bootlegged, so I didn't really get the full experience. 
yeah, you should watch the rest. It's freaking awesome. That was amazing. That's probably my best of the year. That and Inside Out, the Pixar movie. I both I enjoyed those immensely. Didn't see that either. Um, I've been shit. I've been sucking, saw, dude. No, it's all right. Dope was also really good. Uh, yeah, that was kind that. of a surprise from the guy who wrote The Wood and all that other stuff. But like, uh, the what? I thought especially ASAP. ASAP Rocky was really good in it. There's a movie called The Wood. Just it doesn't matter. Let's move on. Um, all right. I'm trying to think of it. I didn't see Straight Outta Compton. Did you see that? Nope. That's one I want to see a lot. Uh, I didn't really see a lot any of, movies a lot of, this year. There's a lot of movies coming out in the next month I really want to see. Obviously, like Star Wars, Hateful Eight, The Revenant. Uh, so there's a lot of things I can't talk about yet. What's The Revenant? Um, I'm trying. The Revenant's the one with DiCaprio and Tom Hardy where they're in the woods. Uh, DiCaprio do? has to fight a bear. Oh, it's a long what? story. I'm not going to explain it right now. Look it up. It's by the you guy who did Birdman. Let's move on. Yeah, weird. let's move on. I can't think of any other... Can you think of any other movies, Jade? I'm going to outsource to, to my fiancé really quickly. Any movies that we saw this year that were really good? Dope. Besides that one? Jade like dope. Yeah. Uh, Jade like Crimson Peak. I was not as big of a fan of that one. All right, let's move on. Okay. Oh, Birdman. Uh, TV was shows. that this year? Was that last year? No, that was last year. That was last year. That's, that's the same movie. director who's doing Revenant. That's his movie this year. So go see that one. Maybe like... Okay. I will do. DiCaprio um, fights a bear. Yeah. All right. Enough said. I can't believe that I had. Did you see Jobs? That. That's another one I wanted to see. Did you see Jobs? No, I didn't see that one either. It's not out yet. All right, this is more talking. It was out in theaters, not in video. Um. Anyway, these are a bunch of movies that we haven't seen. Really, number of movies <laughs> that we haven't seen. Yeah, a list of a long list. I'll tell you what I did see. I didn't seen. enjoy Jurassic World. Didn't enjoy it that much. Let's didn't go on. See that one. Okay. Didn't see that one either. Uh, so TV. What uh, TV shows did you see this year that you particularly enjoyed? Oh man, dude. So this is not very uh, with the times, but you know I've been rewatching a lot of Parks and Recreation. It's pretty much the best show ever. Oh, yeah. It's always great. I mean that one. It's incredible. Uh, the, the Office and Always Sunny for me are like the go-to classic shows yeah. to throw on. Yeah, Sarah's watching off of The Office right now, actually. Um, we so we, yeah. we 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 watched the entire uh, Parks and Rec series before we actually watched the final episode. Oh man! Yeah, honestly, honestly, that final episode. I think that was this year, right? Two thousand fifteen. Well, was, yeah, I think that I think that whole season was amazing. Like they, it was, they really it wrote, couldn't have been better. Wrote it out. Oh yeah. man! And you know, at first that episode whole, like, where Leslie jump. and yeah, and the episode where they where Leslie and Ron get locked in the office together and like have yep. to hash out their history. That's yep. incredible. It's incredible, and at the um, end they're just like wasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That oh, was that man. was a great. I I don't I I think that was that year this year, and that was that was an incredible show, and that's like the end of NBC really, and what what yeah. used to be the NBC Thursday comedy night. Totally, and I gotta give him. You gotta give him some credit for not trying to drag it out too long. I feel like that was such a money maker. Those three shows, Office, yes. Pretty Rock, and yes, and they and and the Office was a, a good example of something that maybe was dragged out too long. You know, yeah, maybe a season or two, season not too too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, 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 and there were definitely other issues involved. Uh, like they couldn't get the people they wanted, so on and so forth. But you know, anyway, let's move on. I uh, best shows I saw this year were uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, season oh two, god which was yeah. amazing it i'm was only like, like two episodes it, in a season two but it's an incredible show 
it, well, yeah, and it, 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 they pushed the boundaries even further than in the first year and came up with some things that I think were truly original sci-fi concepts and just really like blew the door open on the possibilities of what that show could be. Um, and the other one that I felt like was equally good was the show that's going to come out on NBC at some point, maybe reinvigorated a bit, that was on uh, British television too. It's called on Sky. It's called You, Me, and the Apocalypse. And it stars okay. uh, Jenna Fisher and Rob Blow and Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman's in it a little bit. And then it stars a bunch of British people as well. And they're like, Wait, this from is like shows art. like Peep Show and stuff. It already exists? Yeah, it already exists. You can watch the whole thing illegally online someplace. Um, but... But it it hasn't come out and it hasn't even been released episode one on NBC yet. So who knows if it'll come out here? It's great. It reminds me of like Good Omens, kind of like a, a Neil wow. Gaiman. Uh, uh, but all those people are in uh, it. Yeah, all those people are in it. It's a huge cast and it's it's just so well written. It's comedy, but it's it's very compelling comedy. Yeah, to say the least. Wow. Uh, that's and right then and then like Fargo's been great. Yeah, um, I need to start Fargo. I'm I'm trying to think. Game of Thrones this year was pretty great, despite all the controversy. I don't watch uh, that show. That's okay. Uh, that I think that's about it. That covers it for me in terms of like top fives. Beautiful. All right. Can't Next. think of anything else. All right. No. You've seen them out on the streets. You heard them on the news. People with megaphones are everywhere. They're loud and in charge, and by golly, they know what's going on. They've got it right. You got it wrong, and everything you say can be drowned out in the white noise of vitriolic dialogue. But not anymore. Today, we give you a weapon for the masses. Today, we give you a way to fight back. Introducing the Mega Megaphone. An ultra-mega way to annihilate your enemies with noise. Somebody pulls out a megaphone and you can mega-square them a foot away with sound. Literally. Our tests show that the Mega Megaphone can move people in its wake up to a foot away. Forever damaging hearing, causing multiple hemorrhages of the brain and bleeding through the air. But who cares about the side effects when you could be winning every argument through the sheer volume of your voice? That's what democracy is about, right? Convince the opponent you're right and never compromise with the Mega Megaphone everywhere. Now. All right, so that's that covers it for the top five section. So, like, is there anything else like you wanted to say before we jump into like the other stuff that's going on in the new year that like the year is about? For so us? I really, you know, we probably say this every year, but I feel like this year it was one of the craziest years that I've been like sentient in the in the in the world in terms of world events and United States events and all this other shit. I have nothing, you know, poignant or original to say on it simply just what the fuck man right well like, yeah it's also been it's also been on? a big personal year you you were married this year which i think was like a big thing for for me too because it was my first peer marriage that i attended in person yeah. at least yeah and, that was uh, a blast and it was yeah and it was like the first time we were seeing a lot of our friends from college for the you know all together yeah and, totally. uh, you're taking a much more positive spin on this year i wasn't those two things. No, are no, totally I'm saying, I'm saying, you had yeah. that, you had that little, we have that little pocket of happiness amidst a lot of craziness totally. that's been going on. That's in the a really world good side of it. So, yeah. So there's a, and, there's definitely been an interesting chemistry going on. Yeah. What does Sorry. that mean? No, no, I just meant, I just meant like there's, there's a, there's just a lot going on in your life right now. So oh, that's it, definitely it, true. The chaos is like eminent. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, man. Well, I think that. We, you know, our lives are very, very good, especially in the in the context of, of world events. But I'm I'm really, really just as 
even as a dispassionate observer, if I can take my like my passion hat off, I'm just curious to see what's going to happen with this presidential election, man. It's so crazy. Well, that's going to be and and that is how we're going to end this episode. But I think that I think right now we should talk about like the major issues of oh, sorry. the year. No, no, it's okay. It's like that's that all has I can been, think of though. Out of all out of all the things that we've been talking about, that has dominated the year most, and it doesn't even happen until next year. It's crazy how much we're how how invasive that race has become on everything that we do in politics right now, and it, it's determining how we can plan out things like a big climate change legislation was just signed this year. That's huge for us, but I don't know oh if it's going to be able to be enforced a year from now, depending on how this presidential election ends up, um, or how the congressional election ends up. Uh-huh. We don't know how a lot of the policies that have been stated over the last like you know eight or even like twenty years are gonna are gonna be kept up um, over the next decade. So I this there's a lot going on right now, and I think that uh, I think a lot of it is staked behind that race. But we should talk about that more. Okay, so yeah, so obviously a big thing for us this year has been gun control. We're gonna do like a second follow up episode. This isn't gonna be like a whole thing on it, but. There's been some incidents since we talked last time, including the the attack in Paris and the San Bernino attack, as well as smaller things like with uh, Dylan Roof. Well, we kind of that I think we talked about that last time, but I think that uh, there's just been a lot of like, like like the Planned Parenthood attack. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of churches being burned also, which is unrelated. I realize in terms of like our in terms of gun control, but it's it's there's still a lot of. Uh, a lot of anger and um, violence in this country right now. So it's something of, uh, to be talking of, about. A lot of violent acts towards um, the American Muslim community as of late. Yeah, yeah, like certainly. crazy and, shit, uh, man. Crazy shit. No, and some of the things you're hearing and, the, and that we're talking about in the media are reverting back to, you know, political ideologies that we haven't heard in, in our generation at least. Um, yeah, fear mongering, right? Just like bottom line fear mongering. Yeah, yeah, and and scapegoating, and yeah. you know, uh, yeah. uh, just like shameless. I don't, I don't know. It, it there's there's a lot of there's just a lot of systemized blaming going on. Um. Anyway, yeah. So so I think that I I think you know Hunter and I. Hunter, I think, is still completely anti-gun. I, I, I don't know how to feel entirely about everything that's happening. I, I do think we need to deal to come up with some sort of sensible gun policy and not, and keep, not keep saying that what we're what we're doing is fine because it's obviously not working. Um, yeah, I mean, like, here's what I don't like, and I kind of like to take a hard. I line do. I do. Kind of... Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. I was gonna say I do still think that. Uh, you know, there there does seem to be some sort of systematic um, research that that uh, shooters are doing into gun control areas and trying to shoot places where guns aren't allowed. So there is sort of a correlation between those two principles, and I, and I would say that in favor of people who support guns, but also at the same time, there isn't a lot of research done into this at all, because as we found out this year, the NRA has been blocking. Um, funding and research into safety regulations for like 20 years or so. Well, okay, two, two quick points. Is that actually true, though, about increased or like is there just – is okay, correlation does not necessarily equal causation. So like homie went into well, this is the thing. a federal building. There are way more – You know? Yes. That just happened Wait, up, yeah, I'm but sure, there was having no, no carry. 
right but that's what i'm saying is okay okay so so if you look at gun shootings mass homicides in general around the country no uh gun-free zones don't really take part because most of those are, are residential you know domestic disputes stuff like that but, but like large places at, of gatherings are all gun-free zones schools universities yeah well that's that's both the case and and also there are times where like the things the thing that happened for example in colorado where that guy very specifically sought out a community where he knew there wouldn't be guns because he sought out the only gun-free area in a a community you know what i mean no he went to planned parenthood he He went no 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 not that guy i was talking about i was talking about uh, no, I was talking about Aurora. I'm sorry. I wasn't talking oh, about the most recent one. Oh, I was talking oh. about back Isn't with Aurora. That sad? Which, uh, Isn't that sad that we can confuse our Colorado mass <laughs> terrorism? Well, if you really want to go back, we go back to Columbine, you know? I mean, there's yeah. a lot that revolve around Colorado, it seems. Yeah. But uh, but I'm saying, like, there was a gun-free zone that, that this guy plotted out to shoot in uh, during Aurora okay. because he knew there wouldn't be... He could have gone to other movie theaters that had, you know, within, like, 10 miles... Okay, but um, my other point so is just it, that they but they bought all their guns legally, even if they are shooting them out in. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And a lot of these guns. people have psychological issues and and a lot of like, you know, background check issues that would have come up if if we had even mildly sensible gun licensing. Well, I think it says it all that the right the re- Republicans just voted down an act that would have banned people that are on the no fly list from. From buying guns, right? And they they yeah shot that down, so to speak. So it kind of says it yeah. all. Gun ownership yeah. is more uh, important than you know anti-terrorist legislation. Well, I think, and I think we've known that since Sandy Hook, though, like that that recurring refrain: the gun control was more important than the lives of children, and that's kind of where where we stand right now. Yep. Yep. Uh, absolutely. But don't you think from, like, Wayne, whatever, LaPierre's standpoint, it's just all financial? Like, what's the go- oh, yeah, what's that's NRA like, if, if not a lobbyist for, the for like, the weapons, the personal weapons lobby or, you know, industry, right? Yeah, and if you look at the statistics, yeah, it, there are sp- huge spikes in sales around times when gun control logic is evoked and uh, when mass shootings occur and people expect their guns to be taken away. Um, and it's, it's all, like, a, a contrived... Yeah, it's a, it's a contrived effort because nobody's gonna, like like, at most the most the government will do is buy back their guns. Nobody's gonna make you give up your guns. That's never gonna happen in this country. At least It'll not be voluntary. Yeah, probably. at least for a while. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> right. Anyway, let's okay. That's that's yeah. enough of that. Let's get to Depressing. something exciting. The next year, yeah. the presidential election. We were yeah. totally wrong in our analysis back in spring. It's six months later. Of Jeb Bush. What do we have to say? Let's start with let's start with the Republicans. Yeah, let's start with the Republican race because it it's been the main focus. Because the Democratic base, as much as we support Bernie, it seems like if the polls are correct, at least the corporate polling, that it might be all locked up. Right? We're mm-hmm. gonna get back to it, and we're gonna obviously talk about Bernie's support and what could happen and how he could win. But I'm saying like it's not it's not as contentious as what's going on in the Republican race, which seems like anybody could take it right now. It's if it's insane. not Trump. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I love is that, you know, how recently there was rumblings within the establishment that if the the primaries look like they're leaning towards Trump when it comes to the uh, convention, 
they might just fucking not honor the votes and nominate someone else entirely, which spurred Trump and Carson as well to threaten to run third party. Um, you know, so which they will do if they do that a hundred percent. What's that? And they have to. I think they have to do that if the if the uh, party does that to them. And I, and I think the party has a real issue for itself in letting Trump into this race to begin with. Yeah. Um, they should have just forced him to run independent from the beginning. But, yep. Yep. And that's and what, I mean, it's, but like, what's incredible is that if no matter, if Trump continues to do as well as he's doing and he puts a couple of primaries under his belt, whether he gets, if he gets a nomination, they're fucked, obviously, right? And then if he, if he doesn't get the nomination either way and he runs third party, um, they're really screwed. Well, I'll, I'll the, tell you, I, yeah, I think they're really screwed no matter what because I think the Trumps, yeah, you're right, because his base is not going to vote for a, a conventional politician, which is all the they have to offer yeah. outside, of, outside of Trump. And, and, at the same time, uh, Trump is not going to concede in a way that, um, at least at least not the, so what we've seen so far that they're, they're in a lot of trouble. But I do have to say it does scare me a bit, the idea of like a, a Trump Clinton runoff. I I am like you know ninety five percent sure Clinton would win that, but the idea that she might trip and fall and like get caught in like another lie or or whatever small scandal and that Trump could become president is really scary. Uh, you know, that, that, the, I would, I, there were very few times I would vote against a politician, but I think I would definitely vote against the Trump presidency no matter what, you know, instead of voting for somebody. Oh my God, I know. Well, and that's the thing is I, I do feel like no matter what, Trump really hasn't gained, like within the mainstream, he hasn't really gained a lot of legitimacy within the establishment, within the kingmakers, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And like, the irony is that I think Hillary actually has an even better chance because she is relatively centrist, or if not in current rhetoric, in like who she knows as an establishment politician. So I think that I think that a lot to a certain extent. I mean, she's also kind of hawkish on foreign policy, right? So you're gonna have elements of the Republican establishment. Probably, I think even gravitating towards Hillary to a certain extent if Trump is the nominee. I really think so. Except he's for, except for the. Well, yeah, except for anybody who's anti-establishment on either side of the aisle. And that and that's the real thing that scares me is that Hillary is so establishment, she's such like a consummate politician that that there's a faction of the American people, uh, especially liberals who are who are not going to vote for her just off the bat. And Whoa. and that there are people you you don't think like okay, this is this is, you know, I I don't know how Trump is going to play this, right? So far he's played an extremist um, conservative ticket, right? But this he, is he all like primary nonsense. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. This is all primary nonsense. Himself. He's playing. He's playing. He's playing cards. Like he, he's he's a he's an entertainer. He's not really yeah. interested in in what's right. He'll even say in a lot of his speeches, "I don't know. I don't care. What do you want? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, hey, what he do doesn't you have a position. His position is ever shifting, and that's what people like about him. And what's is, is whatever like, you want to hear. Right, and and if he shifts centrist, like let's say you know George Bush did against Gore, and and is able to take some of those the you know dumber people who are going to be conned by his act into voting for him, I, 
I wouldn't be surprised if he somehow pulled together a coalition that they oh, could, man. you know, rival Clinton. And that then that scares me. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, nah, I mean, you're not wrong. Jesus. Yeah. Really. So so I so in in back of my mind, I'm I hope for the first time that the Republican establishment stays strong and somehow gets out a candidate like a Chris Christie or Marco Rubio. Because I think they'll lose too, but I think it'll be better. At least I, I won't be as concerned. But yeah. maybe maybe I need to be concerned. I don't know. I don't know what the state is. I think either way. I don't know how it should be. <sighs> if, oh, if Bernie's there, I'm voting no matter what for Bernie. So let's talk yeah. about Bernie, right? Then I He's being go ignored to entirely by the media. Yeah. No, we got we got three yeah. minutes left. This is it. Oh, perfect. So this is the end Sorry, of our... Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're killing Bernie. it. We're killing it for time. Um, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. That, that interview, just watching the interview with Killer Mike. Oh, man. Ugh. I love that and it's, like, are like two raw favorite things. It's so great that they... It feels honest. Yeah, and I think Killer, when Killer Mike introduced Bernie earlier this year, it's like, first of all, it's a combination of, obviously, two of our favorite people and two of our favorite things in the world. But yeah, on top of that... True. Uh, it, it, it's also just a representation of how real and honest he is as a politician because he's being backed by, you know, a, a rapper who who has bucked institution at every step of the way, including, you know, the music institution, you know? Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's somebody who's never really supported a politician, and he's making the move to purposely support Bernie's candidacy. And I think this is where, you know, he can really find ground in a general election and in... This primary election still is by exploiting people, uh, not exploiting, uh, by reaching people who who are independent minded uh, and and have a sense that what's going on, it, it, no matter who who is in power, it's going to be corrupt and uh, um, litigious if we don't if we don't change how things are running. Maybe cut that. Uh, Go ahead. Lost me on the end, but there, I think I got what you're saying. Um, what I was going to say is that. Um, one thing I found particularly interesting was that he openly acknowledges that the only fucking way he's going to win is if he drastically increases voter turnout. And I thought that was really interesting because I hadn't necessarily thought about it in such stark terms, but that's exactly correct. Like, he, he he's being well, maybe a little he, pessimistic, but yeah, you know, like if he gets, he needs to basically turn those that are apathetic into people that, you know... Just like just like Killer Mike, never really had a lot of faith in politics, but they have faith in Bernie Sanders because he's just like them and is going to like reform the shit out of it in a good way. Yeah, and that means reaching the youth in a major way because I, I totally. think you have to invigorate the youth vote. If they have the youth vote, they win no matter what. If you uh, actually get engagement, and, absolutely. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah, and, I, and, and actually, now that he has all these rapper endorsements, you know how... Ben Carson did that terrible rap album. I do wonder why there isn't like a Bernie Sanders mixtape out there. Not about Bernie's campaign, but just like songs that relate to the struggle or something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. some way that he can reach people on because I do think he, you know, it, there there has to be some sort of lowest common denominator reach that Bernie makes at this point because he's at that point in his campaign where he's he said all the intellectual things that he needs to say. He's put his campaign out there. We know what he stands for, and now he needs to find like some sort of uh, way to 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 reach you know dumber americans if you will uh and i think that's through some some sort of like like you know bill clinton had his famous like uh saxophone playing on on mtv right yeah bernie sanders it can't is not going to be embraced by the media in that way but he is embraced by the internet in that way and he's trying to do that on the internet constantly with these things like the killer mike interview 
But I, I don't know yeah. that he's found that thing yet that'll, that is going to propel him to the status. Because the biggest problem I find that when, when they're polling people about Bernie's legitimacy is that half the people they poll don't really know who he is as a candidate still. And and that's mm-hmm. a big, big part in the yeah. media ignoring him because he's anti-establishment. But it's also, you know, his, his inability to translate his candidacy into something that's gimmicky, that works in the political system as it is. Yeah, but that's what's hard, right? Because that's kind of the antithesis of his entire campaign. But I hear you. I agree. No, I agree. I, I just, I, he has to find a way of, of uh, splitting the difference at this point, at least because, yeah. like, as somebody said, there's, there's just not enough time. If there was more time for him to gain the traction, he could do it. If there's another six months, you know, but he has to, he has to change his objectives at this point in order to, to yeah. pull this off. Yeah. Or at least, like, yeah. Well, I think he's doing, like, amazing still. Credible, but, yeah. Yeah, totally. and I do think he can, and I and I, I I'm really really angry at all these articles and conversations between liberals that that Bernie's bringing down the party by running against Hillary, and that people who support Bernie are not supporting the Democratic Party, and I, I it's it's beyond frustrating that that we've become this devoted to the establishment and the idea that that uh, that we have to win, you know, the the major race, we that we have to give up our principles to yeah. win out in the end right because yeah because uh because an uncontested election or at least nomination is super democratic right yeah like, exactly it's just so uh, stupid so let's leave it with this i had there's this there's this uh quiz online um i've said with him before it's called who uh i side with and it gives you the ability to fill out your party platform. And I, I've said this to many people. I've had people take it and they end up with Rubio. They end up with Rand Paul. They end up with Chris Christie. They end up with Hillary Clinton. And they end up with Bernie Sanders. And they end up with all kinds of people. But take this quiz, figure out what your political positions are, and vote with your beliefs, not with who you think is going to win. And, and if we do that, what? I really do think vote with your beliefs. Vote with what you actually want to happen. Vote with the candidacy yeah. who, candidate who most correctly aligns with who you are as a person. And I believe if we all do that as a country, that we will end up with somebody amazing. Yeah, definitely. It'll, it'll, well, yeah, because we've all thought about it actually. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying if we vote, if we vote just based on party lines and and what we think is, you know, who we think is going to win, I think that we're all doing a disservice to each other. Completely. Anyway, so I'll leave with that. That was Peace pretty out. good, dude. Till like 2016. Henry and Ops. Henry and Ops. Henry and Ops. Henry and Ops. Buy a better beer. Don't try to be a better human being. Okay. Hey, watch the wolf suit.